Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you happen to be watching, listening to us. Great wide world brought together by the internet. Last three guys do a podcast are back from Leon Brown's Kitchen here in Smyrna slash Marietta. I'm John Morgan with Daniel Bolton and Leon Brown. We're talking sports here for the next hour. And we're first thing we're going to do is we're going to get Leon's impressions of the big Braves World Series parade. Yes, the Atlanta Braves are your World Series of Baseball champions for 2021. In they won it in grand style in Game Six, a seven to nothing victory over the Houston Astros, taking the series four to two. They did lose Game Five here at the Battery, but man, they did they leave little doubt in Game Six in Houston. Really, just giving the Astros absolutely no chance. Max Fried pitched an absolute gem of a game, and the bullpen did its thing. And your Atlanta Braves are the World Series champions. Now, Friday, uh, the city of Atlanta and Marietta got together to celebrate this. There was a parade that started out on Marietta Street. Then they uh, kind of hit the pause button, took everything, moved it up about 10 miles here to Cobb Parkway, and had another parade. This one a little slower. I didn't know if you see the, saw the first one, but they kept doing references to speed, the Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves uh, iteration of that in terms of the way the bus was moving. It was like, it was like uh, they left the iron on or the microwave was on or they left the washer and dryer on, something. Anyway, that bus was cooking down Marietta Street. But still, both, of, both Daniel and Leon attended the parade in different segments. Of course, I was in New York for the for the day, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But right now, let's turn it over to both Daniel and Leanne because they were there when, with something that we haven't seen in Metro Atlanta in about 26 years. That is a championship parade in one of the big three sports. Hockey, of course, doesn't count because we don't have it. But this was uh, something that Metro Atlanta has been looking forward to. A lot of catharsis was revealed and let go. So let's get Daniel and Leon's impressions as we spin the little camera around here on Facebook and we'll talk to see what they thought of that being such a part of history, I guess. Well, this is the first time that I've ever lived in a city that has one of World Series. This is the first time I've ever lived on a street that a World Series parade is actually on. I mean, these people are out. I mean, the people are out there like 6 o'clock in the morning. It's cold outside. It's freezing. Chick-fil-A is packed early in the morning. Um, when I walked out the gym, I'm already noticing that things are already started. We had um, notable hip-hop artists out there. Big Boy, Ludacris performed. Yeah, I mean, Big all, Boy and Ludacris had a concert, right? Yeah, yeah, all this on my street. So it was, it was a very interesting experience. Um, afterwards, the battery was crazy. Then people took to the stadium. I mean, it was a very interesting experience. You know, I've never, like I said, I've never, I've never experienced anything like this before. So, you know, just to think that, you know, to, to, to live out here and, you know, be able to experience so much. Um, I guess the, the next thing I had to experience um, before I never lived in a city that's won a Super Bowl. You know, I would like to see that. I mean, the, the, the celebratory. What about an NBA title? I've cheered for the team that's won an NBA title on numerous occasions, but I've never lived in L.A. Okay. Yeah. You know, lifetime Laker fan. Right. But never lived in L.A. I'm from San Diego, so, you know, like when the, when the Lakers do the preseason games, they would come down to San Diego. Um, I used to love that about preseason, but it never happens anymore. I know, right? 
proud of the, very proud of the Braves. You know, though I am a, I'm a staunch Padres fan, but at the same time, I am not a hater. I am but a congratulator. And to think that they've done this without Marcelo Cunha. And I've said this last year because, I mean, not last year, last show. You Ro- know, Ronald Acuna and Marcelo Zuna. Mar- yeah, you got it mixed up, but that's okay. <laughs> we yeah, knew what you bad. meant. We knew what you meant. Yeah, You know what I mean? And Mike's, um, don't forget Mike Soroka. Yes. But without Marcelo Zuna, which you have, is he, well, when I think of Marcelo Zuna, I think of Manny Ramirez. You know, he's that caliber of player. The Braves, what, what do you guys do with him after this? Do you guys send him to the Padres? <laughs> <laughs> we, we can use them. Yep. You know, but yes, the, the atmosphere is very celebratory. Um, it was is is very surreal, almost unbelievable. You know, the way that traffic looked on Kyle Parker, I've never seen it like that. I I could barely get an Uber up out of here. Um, you know, but overall, I'm very proud of Braves. You know, I was able to see Ludacris. I was able to see Big Boy, who's one of my one, one of my favorite. Um, he, Big Boy, um wasn't just a favorite rap artist. Andre, I mean, An- Antoine Patton, Antoine Andre Patton. Yes, sir. Was more like a role model to me growing up. Okay. Straight role model. And to able to, able to see, you know, him perform like that was very, you know, very <laughs> surreal experience. The, um, the, the parade went for a very long time. I know at least from like 1130 to 630 at least. I was. Yeah, they said, uh, well, the parade started – because actually I was at the downtown parade because I was working that day. So it started uh, at like noon and then it was from noon to two. And then it and then I think it was supposed to start back up at like three. And then then you had like the, the ceremony that you have at Truist Park or whatnot. So you had that or whatever. I want to discuss the speed and all of that stuff that everybody's got a problem with. First off, I ain't have a problem with it, okay? Yeah. Because I ain't want too many people around me anyway. <laughs> I didn't want too many people around, like, my building, my area, so that I can get to wherever I need to go. So it was okay. Yeah, okay, they sped through, you know. A, a lot of people had a problem with that, but come on, man. <laughs> we we hadn't won a, a world championship, worth noting, uh, according to some people, since 1995, mm-hmm. okay? Not not stumping on the Atlanta United because yes they did win a uh, they won the MLS Cup uh, what twenty nineteen twenty nineteen was it yes twenty eighteen twenty nineteen they won the, the MLS Cup but it's not the, it's, it's not the same it's not one of the big four yeah it, exactly it's not hockey and we we got hockey taken away from us in between twice. this time <laughs> twice in between the times yeah right you know between ninety five and twenty twenty one. In 95, I was 11, and I was here, and I was living here. And I remember skipping school. I was in middle school, sixth grade, skipping school, going down to see the parade, see David Justice point at me. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it was – this was fulfilling for me. You know, and, and it when, – when you have a, a team win a championship in your home, it's going to build momentum for other teams. Within, we've seen it with Boston, with the New England Patriots, and the Boston Red Sox, Boston Bruins. They all won a championship all in one year yep. at one point, right? That was insane. Right, that was crazy. It, it just—it's amazing on how it takes just one team to just build up momentum for the rest of the state or the city. You know, you got UGA right now, 
they're, they're on this magical role where they are just they're dominating people, right? Yeah. You got Atlanta. Listen, the Falcons, are, are, we know they well, should be where they are, but they got a big win today. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, listen, going back to game six and seeing when and why and how I knew we was going to win this game, when Jorge Soler hit that three-run homer and looked at, his, and looked at the bullpen and looked at the dugout and said, hey, <laughs> this, is, this is our night tonight. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say anything. My godbrother was sitting in the uh, my godbrother Desi. He was sitting uh, in the uh, in the living room with me with my godson Malachi. We're sitting there, and all I did was just raise my hand like this, like right here. This is where we got it. And Max Freed, who struggled, let's just face it, he struggled his first two starts. Showed us why he could potentially be the best pitcher in baseball with that performance that he pulled out. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just impressed. One more thing before I kick it back to you, John, or, or Leon, either one. Vin Scully. And if you guys don't know who Vin Scully is, then there's no hope at all. Sends out a uh, – I don't know if this is a tweet. Or it is a, a tweet. It's a tweet. Right, at, right after he retired, he joined Twitter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You must have seen this tweet. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Would you believe in the year Hank Aaron passed away? The Braves won 44 games after the, before the All-Star break. 44 games after the All-Star break. And won the World Series the 44th week of the year. And, of course, yep. Hank Aaron won 44. Mm-hmm. Magical. Yep. Straight magical, man. Yep, and uh, as soon as Soler hit that home run, I think everybody in the ballpark knew, okay, Houston's done. And he hit that ball out of the ballpark. Out of Minute Maid Park. He yep. hit it out of the park. Not into the stands. Clear out of the facility. It landed on an awning going into the park and took a couple of bounces. So, yeah. <laughs> so as, soon, like I said, as soon as that happened, we knew. Yeah. We knew that Atlanta was going to win this one. The, the question was, how were they going to win? I, I, I don't think we would have thought that it would have been a shutout, but – it would have been something along that line, right? Because that took that sucked the air out of the entire team and organization. The Astros just had nothing left. The fan base had nothing left. Dusty Baker knew it. Yeah. Everybody who was there, everybody watching on TV, everybody listening on the radio, everyone knew. Okay, this is the Braves' victory, and it just became. A countdown. Yep. With the outs. Yep. 15, 14, 15, 13. 14. You know, boom, boom, Nine, boom, six, boom. three. Bam. Two, yeah, one. Nine. And then Dansby Swanson got it with the runner at first. He throws to Freddie Freeman. And it was very, I think, very uh, apropos for those two to get it. Because, again, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. And it's just announced that Freddie Freeman, uh, the Braves just matched the option on Freddie Freeman. Great. So Great. they are going to he go He was the through, first option anyway. Yeah. They were yeah. going they are going through the motions of bringing him back for next season. So they had to do it. Everyone's saying do it. Yes. Yeah. Freddie Freeman, it will hopefully will return and what they've done here is started the process to indeed bring him back. Cuz as we know, the the hardest thing to do in any sports besides winning is repeating. That yes. is, and that is the Braves 
job for next season because now, like I said, the the target's going to be on their back. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sneak up on anybody. Nope. Uh, Milwaukee, shocked. Houston, shocked. L.A., shocked. Because they weren't given much of a chance in any of those series. And they and remember, out of the four, out of the eight divisional winners, eight. East, West. No, there's six and there's three, six, six and like two yeah. wild cards. Out of the six, they they had the worst record. Yep. You know, I'll be honest with you. I did. I just, mid-season, I, I just nobody I, I, did. Yeah. I'm, Remember, I honest. kept saying. Yeah. I kept saying, when are we going to turn the switch on? Remember, I kept saying. Yes. That? Yeah. Yes. I kept saying it. When when is that switch coming on? Matter of fact, race? I remember the day that we discussed it. Mm-hmm. It's the day that we discussed in um, LeBron's Space Jam movie. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And before we get, before we engage in that discussion, we were discussing the Braves. Yep. It was a matter of fact, it may have been the day of or the day before Marcelo Zuna caught that case. They were like, dang, you know, the, you know, the Rays were teetering around 500. Mm-hmm. No one seen this spectacular ending of a season happen. This was, you know, overall, because I believe the Braves just was like the pinnacle of – Atlanta sports this year. <laughs> but if you think about it, this has been a huge year for Atlanta sports altogether. And Atlanta sports has been mocked, denigrated, ignored, overlooked yep. as a major sports town by just about everybody. Absolutely. And this is the year that Atlanta makes its presence known. Return. Trey Young started it. The that's Braves yeah. finished. finished it. Yep. And whether and the, that's the big question now. Can the Hawks come back? And we'll talk about this in a, in a minute. They're on a very tough five-game road trip to the West Coast. Yes. Lost a heartbreaker to Phoenix. Now they get Golden State. I think they get Golden State and Denver on a back-to-back. Ooh. Something Just something insa- insane on their first West Coast trip. So the, now, and of course the Falcons, I don't think anyone – We'll be happy if the Falcons get in the playoffs, but I don't think we're expecting it. Being 4-4 four and four now after eight games, that is a definite improvement over last year. The trajectory is going up, but, of course, they've got a lot of issues they have to deal with. Calvin Ridley, number one. Kyle Pitts certainly starting to uh, justify his, his uh, draft ranking at number four. So the Falcons are moving in that direction. It'll be a little slower. But, again, the Hawks and, of course, the Braves. But... But I think Atlanta is finally shedding its Rodney Dangerfield uh, persona, not getting any respect. Privately, we might not get it, be, be still getting respect, but publicly, no, we've got it. we got the eyes of the world on us, and we'll continue to have it as Georgia continues to dominate like they have. And the crazy part about the Atlanta Falcons with that win today, that catapulted us to that last playoff spot mm-hmm. because Carolina lost. Uh, yeah, everything you said is right, man. I mean, the momentum is like it's like we've been talking about, right? Mm-hmm. The momentum change here in Atlanta is now it, it's it's on our favor. It's yes. in our side it's on now, our side. right? And and it started with Trey Young uh, taking uh, again, once again, a team that we didn't think had a shot, even in the first round to the Knicks. And he, he they go to the East Final. Yeah, and within two games, he, he ruined New York. Mm-hmm. He basically broke broke Philadelphia's will to live. 
<laughs> well, Ben Simmons yes. will deliver. <laughs> yes. Because Philadelphia is 7-2 or 8-2 right two. now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Ben Simmons no longer has a reason for existence right mm. now. He, he basically broke him. Yeah. And he still hasn't come back, come back clean from that. But if you're Philly, you're going to want Ben Simmons back because you're not making a long playoff run without him. Well, you need Ben Simmons, but you need his head more importantly. Yeah, yeah, you want, yeah, you got his body. You need his head, and his head right now is still nowhere near where it needs to be to uh, justify him being playing. (coughs) That's that. I guess that's the issue. But as Daniel mentioned, seven and two for Philadelphia, so they might actually be better without him than they are with him right now. True. Long term. Well, long term, okay. Long short term, short term, yeah. Yeah, they get, they get to the play. Long term, like, I see what you're saying, unless yeah. they fill that void, but they haven't yet to do that. Right. You know, they, they have to make a sensible trade. So. And right now, no one wants Ben Simmons. That's the other thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, because, like I said, the NBA has DVRs too. Yeah, yeah. And Correct. so they've all seen what he did, or more accurately, what he didn't do. I think, though, he doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. And because though he put he laid a stinker mm. last in the playoffs, there is more than enough footage of him. He he's put together quite a resume, and I believe that it's some personal, organizational behind closed doors Maybe he, I just business think- going on. Because for him to go off and lay, I'm in, and we're not trying to do too much of a digression. We're still talking about Atlanta sports, but this is a team that Atlanta has affected. Mm-hmm. And with the stinker that he laid on Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and if you look at that press conference after they lost that game, that, that series against um, Atlanta, he looked very disinterested. Like he wasn't really there. Like he didn't want to be there. He's like, I don't care, man. I mean, yeah, I, I, I should have played better, you know, whatever. Yeah, he said all. He, he's just he was just going through the talking points, really. Right. There's something personal going on, and the Sixers know this, and they don't want to trade him. That's no. why they. That's why no other team. Like there, there's some personal, in-house business going on, because you got to look at they. I mean, Philadelphia coined the phrase "trust the process." Okay. And they trust the. They, they invest a lot of money into this man. Mm-hmm. Yes, so they gave a high draft pick number one. They're not about to let him go like that. Like, no. oh, we'll, we'll, we'll sit you. They want if they 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 want a if if they are going to get rid of him, they want a substantial package. King's ransom, exactly. That no, and he can. I, I believe that he could go to another team like the Golden State Warriors, which I don't want him to do, <laughs> because he won't be required to shoot. Your job would just be to get the ball, pass the half court, and pass the secretary Clay Thompson, and, and you know. Drive every so often. Personally, I think he should go to a Western Conference team just so he vo- just so he can avoid Atlanta for uh, all but two games. <laughs> yeah, but then you know LeBron's got to guard him at age thirty, at age thirty twelve. Well, like, well, LeBron. <laughs> I mean, like I said, Father LeBron. Time is catching up very quickly to LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James like thirty fourteen years old. You know, he, yeah, that, that's he has a dom- Whenever you heard of LeBron James having a abdominal strain, mm-hmm. I ain't, I thought this man's indestructible. You know, he's he's human. I, I, we found out. Yeah. But, yeah, um, with someone like Ben, I, I don't want him to watch the conference. You know what I'm saying? He needs to stay in Philadelphia and, you know, ruin that. For, I mean, um, you know, hopefully they can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Keep him, out, keep him out of the way of, of, your, of your team. Right. Unless he can, unless he can go to the Lakers. But, like, well, you, think, you think the Lakers could use Ben Simmons? No, put it no, that way. no, we don't need him. We already have chemistry issues we've got to figure out. Um, but, yeah, this is – and the run 
that Atlanta has made as a city has been remarkable. And I think will be even more remarkable would be for the um, for the Falcons to go off and because you know the Falcons they're right right now they're average. Yes, they, they have a they, yeah. you know no, you're right. They're, no, yeah. they're not a bad team. They're just yeah. they're what, what were we talking about? They're playing to the level of their competition. Yeah. Correct. They and, played up for the Saints today, and they played down for the Panthers last week. Yes, correct. and that's the average team, and that's and and that's not good. Because, listen, only three – the way it looks now, only three of these teams are getting in. Mm-hmm. Not the entire division. Right. You know, right. so it, it, that's what it – and that's only because the L.A. Rams and the Arizona Cardinals are as good as they are fighting for their – they're fighting for the division, but the loser of that is going to be the fifth seed because they only have one loss. Between mm-hmm. the, the – they have a combined two losses between those two teams. So six and seven – are going to have to fight there and they're going to have to scrap every day. Yes, Atlanta has that that final playoff spot and a lot of people are not realizing that. Mm-hmm. You know, this game today and and I'm going to get into this because this game frustrated me today. 24 to 6. Okay, you have all the momentum. All the momentum and the defense just lays back like yeah. they normally do. And you laid back so much to the point where you got caught napping. You're you're letting Trevor Simeon carve you up. Yeah, Trevor Simeon. I mean, come on. Hey, listen, I ain't got nothing against anybody, but Trevor Simeon? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Please, stop it, man. We were supposed to beat this team by by at least 30 points with Simeon at quarterback, and yet all of a sudden they get this this New Orleans Saints magic and scores and, and gets a chance to score. But guess what? Guess who gets us out the fire? Three guys gets us out the fire. Well, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yep. For Daryl Patterson, because that hookup was sensational. Yes, and it was. Young Way Koo. Young Way Koo again hits a game winning field goal. The third time this man has had to hit a game winning field goal for us to get out of here with a victory. Out of the four wins, three, Young Way Koo. Young Way Koo. Yep, that's 75%. Yep. Where's Young Way Koo from? Well, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. No, where's he from? <laughs> he yeah. Where's he from? Young, young. Um, Statesboro? His, that's what I know. His name. <laughs> That man's name is interesting. Yes. His name is interesting. It is. It you know, is. But, but this, is, this is my whole thing. We said last week that they needed this victory, that they needed the victory against Carolina. I still hold true to that. Mm-hmm. Because now, next week's game at Dallas, is, it's actually a, it's bigger than what you, you want to say it is. Hell, it might be to the point where – they might move this game to 425. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they might flex it. They might yeah. flex it to 425. Especially say, since Joe, Dallas lost badly. Badly. Yeah, to 30 to yeah, 16 today. I don't, know, I don't know what happened to all of these top teams today, man. No, I, I really the, don't. The, the NFL just got all topsy-turvy today. Yeah, yeah, it's, the, the, it's the Dan Ugly effect. If you guys, as a Braves fan, I oh, know of course. Dan yeah. Ugly, right? Yeah. He, was on, he was in route to break a record. Um. Colin Coward made an interesting, you know, he made an interesting statement about that. He's like, you know, he made an interesting analysis. He says, Dan Ugler. Now, if that was someone like a more high-profile name, that record would have been broke. Yeah. Right? But someone like Dan Ugler, he's not really used to the, you know, he's not really used to the spotlight. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> right. this is all happening by chance. chance yeah. yeah, you know. So, you know, eventually, you know, certain, certain things fizzle out. Um, when you look at teams like the Cowboys lost today against the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. That team was seven to one. They're not seven and two. They're they're, they're 
record is still impeccable. I think the Cowboys might lose three more games this year. That's a big maybe. They're, I think the, the Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys the, are clearly the class of that division. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. nobody's even close. Yeah. The, 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 the Cowboys, the Cardinals. I was going to say the Packers, but that's a whole other conversation that we may have later on the show. Oh, we will have it. Mm-hmm. We will have it. Um, teams like that, are they're, they're in route to do something extravagant, barring catastrophe. You know, they're, they're going to have a great season, and I think their futures are pretty bright. But saying that to say, trap games. You know, certain times you, you, you burn out. You know, look, look what happened to Buffalo Day in Jacksonville. Um, Josh Allen was sacked by Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> First time this ever happened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. First time ever that has ever happened that uh, yeah. somebody who has the same exact name as you was either sacked by you. And, he, and Josh Allen, Jacksonville, yeah. <laughs> had, a, had a heck of a game, man. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, speaking of heck of a game, you know, to get back to Atlanta sports, Cordell Patterson said it best. We'd like to give our fans heart attacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do. They do, and it's not – and, look, man, it's not their offense, man. I think the offense has kind of found their stride a yeah, bit. They're, they're putting up 24 plus points a game. I yeah. mean, they're doing – it's just the defense has to – The defense has got to stop somebody. And, and, and they did so well doing it in the first three quarters, and then all of a sudden it just – it just fell. And actually not the first three quarters because I think the, uh, the turnover happened in the fourth quarter. Of play, so this is like early in the fourth, and, and then you know when that happened, you're thinking, "Oh man, we got a fumble. We possibly have a fumble recovery for a touchdown." But again, it it shouldn't have been that way, right? Today, mm-hmm. all right. And you can't go in there against a Dallas team who, listen, Dallas's defense is opportunistic, but they still have holes. You know, they still can do things. They have the best cornerback in football, and that's Trayvon Diggs. However, Trayvon Diggs has shown that he has flaws, major flaws. Oh, he got he got torched in that, that first touchdown from Denver. Yeah, yeah, they, and, and they he got torched him. on an out and in on a uh, on a uh, hitch route mm-hmm. where you stop and then bam, it, it, he gets torched on those all the time. He has to learn how to defend those. Yeah. And and but that's the that's the thing about being a rookie. And I guess we're breaking down this Dallas game next week because <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you what. Dallas gonna come in mad, but Atlanta coming in with momentum. So this is why this is gonna be a good game. Yeah, oh, yes. you know the, the Falcons. You know the Falcons made history, not good history, though. but you know they're the first team to lose back-to-back games after having fifteen point four fourth quarter, fifteen point. Well, that's all. I mean, like double-digit fourth quarter leads. That's always been Atlanta's. Well, then uh, we break our Achilles own record. Hill. I mean, we broke our own record doing that, right? Yeah, that's. Our, I mean, that's always Atlanta's Achilles yeah. heel. That mean, the holding game a, holding a lead. The Falcons, and for the, some strange reason, they blame the offense for that. They gave a three, almost over three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That that defense, that, that secondary has to, um, whatever, they got to heal up. Mm-hmm. I think this is. I'm surprised that there are no major additions by subtraction um, before the trade deadline. You know, to, to bring somebody else in that can help out. You know, the the secondary because evidently the the, the defense, you know. Yeah, the offense yeah. is good. You guys, off. I mean, I thought you guys weren't going to be that good on offense because of the loss of Julio Jones, but I guess the coaches have knew better than me. You know, that's why, paid, that's why you get paid. That's why paid the big bucks. But yeah, not even that. But we lose Ridley. We lose Ridley too. Ridley. Yeah. He hasn't. So when is he scheduled to come back? I mean, he's not. He's not scheduled. I mean, they haven't put a date on it. They don't know. They, from the last report that I heard, it was that he could be out at least three weeks. 
Yeah. For mental health issues? Hey, listen. Hey, he's got to he's got to he, he got to do what he got to do. Exactly. Gotta you got to get right there All before right. you can even get in. John? Mhm. Who John, you know, he's like a resident GM. You know, he <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, GM. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> but you know, like I said, um, and, uh, and I call him that because John, um, he definitely has a knack for uh, soulless decisions. <laughs> and, you know, the NFL has never been accused of having one. Right. Doing what's if, good for no, – th- well, Calvin – You know, Calvin I'm about Rid- to ask you. Let's yeah, go. what do you – let Calvin Ridley go. Um, no, I think he got a – I think he got a – he's got a contract. Uh, yes, I think the Falcons are looking at ways to break said contract. Uh, just in case they're forced into that position, they're not forced into it yet. I think they're just right now. They're just they're just exploring all their options. And I think what they might do <laughs> if this does go on further is put them on the uh, put them on the pup list. Yeah, and that would shut them down for probably the, the remainder of the season. Six weeks. Yeah, it typically shuts you down for six weeks. But I, I I'll say this, and I said it last week. The problem that I've had with Calvin Ridley this year is if you're a number one, that means that you're getting compared to the likes of Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, any other number one targets and receivers, A.J. Brown. And you're getting their number one cornerback. Right, exactly. You have to go up and you have to make number one receiver plays. And – I think that the problem that I, I I can tell you a couple of guys that I know who've had a problem with it. They don't make – he doesn't make those plays. And so if you're going to, quote, unquote, get rid of a guy, you get rid of him because of that. Yeah. Now, if it's – if the reason behind you not making those plays mm-hmm. is because, you you know, it, the, the mental issues could come – because of the fact that being a number one guy anywhere you go, you're looked at. Yeah. You're looked at to make that play. If if you're Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm just naming number one Patrick Mahomes. Look at the scrutiny Patrick Mahomes is under this year. Heavy. This this guy's he came in this, to uh, this week. Throwing the most interceptions this year, yeah, ten. Very where he threw eleven the past two seasons combined. Yeah. Yep. But listen, that this is what you do when you are on a big stage. Look, the three of us, we got this podcast. Ain't no telling what people think about us. <laughs> but guess what though? It's not going. I'm not going to go home and cry about it if they say, "Oh man, these three guys suck." Yeah. Like I'm not going to go. No, nah, man, we gonna fix with what we do every day. Whether you have a job, this, that, and the fourth, you have to learn how to fix, how, how to how take it. harsh criticism. And let it go. And let it go. Right. And fix, and fix it. Even if you get great criticism, still fix it. Mm-hmm. You still have to understand you got to go through and fix this stuff. And you got to learn the difference between criticism and trolling. Yes. Very good. Yeah. That's, that's another thing. Um, like, when I was in New York, I got trolled. Wow. Uh, apparently, I only had one. I had two Billy Joel tickets. Mm-hmm. My friend couldn't come, so I had one. I tried to use Twitter to sell it. That failed spectacularly. Yep. And uh, I was trying to get face value, mm-hmm. three hundred fifty bucks. Hmm. I they would nobody would do it. And one guy called me greedy, 
And then he went ahead and said, uh, and then he, there was another person who was in contact with, and he said, hey, don't, don't do it for this guy. And then he told me, once I said I was leaving, he said, good, get out of here. And then he called me a pedophile. Oh, he God, said, wow. you look like a pedophile. Oh, you wow. look like one. Yes. Right. You, you know, it, it's, it's just. I, should, uh, I have an excuse for Patrick Mahomes, everybody. Uh-huh. I have an excuse. What is the excuse? Man, I don't like the Chiefs. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. That's a great point. For those of you who are not on our Facebook live setting, Leon is holding up the Madden 22 PS4 cover that features Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, the ye good old Madden curse. Yep. (laughs) And Tom Brady has been on the Madden cover quite a few times as recent as 2000, I believe 2018. Yeah, he's like everything. That's the one thing. Tom Brady appears to be immune to. Yeah. Like everything else. Like everything else. <laughs> Time, you know, that whole thing. So, yeah. Everybody else who's, who's graced the cover of Madden has, you know, had interesting years following. Mm-hmm. That is definitely true. Yeah, and yeah, it's just. And, well, for Patrick Mahomes, his defense isn't good. At all. No. Although they've been showing up and showing out today. They're pitching a shutout mm-hmm. right yeah. now. Oh. But, well, Granted, the Packers against- have their own issues. Right. Packers no. are yeah. Packers have their own issues. Yeah, and, and we know how they play when they have issues, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they play like this. Exactly. Yeah. Defense is defense is lights out. They're top five in the league, mm-hmm. but their offense and you got Jordan Love and yeah, it, it almost kind of lets me know what what do y'all? I hope y'all not setting this kid up for failure. What did he do? No, he did not. He, he, he didn't do anything. No, it's not his know? fault. He didn't do anything. so He, he just has to hopefully not get shell-shocked by this. Correct. And, and every, keep it going. Again, right? right? This right. is what we're talking about here. Yeah, keep a, it moving. Keep it pushing. This yeah. has been the year of young quarterbacks, if you think about it. You know, that has something to prove. I think Mac Jones is definitely holding serve well. Mac Jones um, is doing well, yeah. You know, you have Justin Fields, who's pretty much – he's thrown into the fire that is the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm, that's a – very tough situation for any young quarterback simply because of what the Bears, the Bears fan base, what they, how, if you'll forgive the, forgive the uh, expression, how rabid they are, mm-hmm. how demanding they are. Matt Jones leads all, uh, leads all uh, rookie quarterbacks and wins. Yeah, he I has five wins. Five wins. Yeah. And is currently sitting seventh in the playoff And chase. a half game out of first place. Out of first place. A half game out of first place. Well, Buffalo's will get right next week because they play the Jets. <laughs> yeah. And the Patriots host the Browns. Right. And next week, I believe the um, – Green Bay hosts, hosts Seattle. Oh, that's a problem for them. But um, Kansas, City at, Kansas City at Las Vegas. Falcons at Dallas, as you mentioned. And you look at the – you look at the standings for the AFC. Boy, that AFC is close. Yeah. What but about the AFC North? Yeah. I mean, all teams with a winning record. All teams with a winning record. Including right? Cincinnati. Yeah. Including Cincinnati. That's very that, – you know, Cincinnati being 5-4. and four. Cincinnati dropped from 2-4 to four with that loss. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a big loss, too. That's like losing two games because and they lost to the division rival. you said Cincinnati dropped from 2-4? to four? I thought that's what no, I saw. They, they are ninth. No, I mean in the division. Oh, in the division. Yeah. But in the playoff chase, yeah. they're ninth. Yeah, yeah they dropped out. That they was dropped a, out. Bad loss they suffered too. Forty one to sixteen. That oh, looked like that was a smack up. I mean, that was the game I, I watched front to back at work. Mm-hmm. And um, here's Joe Burrow. He leads the team down the field. He's hitting everybody. All the runners, Mixon's finding lanes. 
Jamar Chase is getting open. He goes in the end zone, picked off, 99 yards the other way. Denzel Ward. Pick on a bad up. hamstring. Denzel Ward ran down the sideline on a bad hamstring. Yeah, 99 yards, tied for second team high. And they and then they go to another play that they go down the field and, and score. Made it 7-7. Seven to seven. They had 20 plays before the Cincinnati, before the Cleveland offense. Baker Mayfield even found the field. How long was that drive that Joe Burrows led his team down to the point it was pick sixth? It was the first drive of the game, so maybe about six minutes. Six minutes. Was that yeah. just as long a drive as um, as another team that we were commentating yesterday? I mean, they had it. They were trying to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looked like they were just put it together, wasn't they? Yeah, Union. Union. I mean, they, union. they yeah. had the ball for the entirety of the third quarter. Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. It was the fourth quarter. That was the fourth quarter. That was the fourth quarter debacle. Yes. I mean, th- th- and it was kind of funny because Reinhardt, uh, this is the Union-Reinhardt game that we called yesterday. Um, it was the for- start of the fourth quarter. Reinhardt's owning a 34-7 lead. Union's got the ball. They're driving. And they, th- I think the Bulldogs either thought it was the first quarter <laughs> or they were up two scores. <laughs> yeah, they had, funny. It's like, wait a minute. This is not the drive you guys should be doing down 30 points in the fourth quarter. No, you need to score quickly. And you now. don't need to do an eight-minute drive. You're doing Reinhardt's work for you. Yeah. And that was just that was the craziest thing. Where yes, you're doing great, but you're doing the completely wrong thing. Right. To ca- <laughs> and then they capped off the drive with a pick, pick sixer. Six. Yep. Yeah. Tylen Oglesby runs it back. Tylen Oglesby. Ninety yards for a touchdown. Yeah. And we would just sit there, just like. What <laughs> now? If we were now, if we were on the union broadcast. How would we feel about that? Well, you know? well the, if we were on the union broadcast, we would have thrown some things in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's part, yeah, of, the, that's that's part sure. of the issue. Yeah, and yeah. Not, not to totally digress to Reinhardt because they had a great W yesterday. You know, they did. Um, 40, yep. was it, um, 47-7. They clinched the uh, Mid South Appalachian Division mm-hmm. uh, for a fifth consecutive year. They are going to the playoffs. They moved up to at least seventh. In the next poll, which comes out tomorrow, which means they're pretty much cinched a home game for the first round. They have one more contest. That's Saturday at Kentucky Christian. Uh, and really, that's the only thing to play for. A win guarantees you that home game. Yeah. And we, we will be there for that playoff game. Oh, for the playoff game, yes. For a minute there, I thought you said we're going to Grayson. Nah. Like, no, we are nah. not going nah. to Grayson. Nah, nah bro. <laughs> There's a lot of. In, in that victory at Reinhardt, we're going back to NFL, everybody. We're going back to NFL. But in that win that Reinhardt, you know, accomplished yesterday, though it was a very convincing W. If you look, if you're from outside looking at it, like forty-seven to seven, I mean, what? I mean, where is the question mark? There are some question marks in that in, in that victory. There's some question marks in that defense. I mean, they should not. Uh, uh, it's a bend but don't break defense. They are at their best inside the twenties. Yeah. Inside the twenties, they are at their best. But but I want to see them. In the four, I want to see that defense all the time, not just when you're in the 20s. Correct. And one thing that, you know, I say is a bend but not break defense. And the offense had their, you know, though, because you look at 47 to 7, I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? Well, the offense had their share of penalties and the defense had their share of penalties as well, too. And if they would like to move forward on that magical run towards the championship to gain some of that nationwide notoriety and let them know that, hey, Ron Hart is uh, for a powerhouse. And I believe that Ryan Hart is a powerhouse in their own right. They have to get those penalties right. Yes, they yes. do. Nine penalties for question, 73 man. yards in that one. So, yeah, they have to do something. With, they have to get right with the penalties. They have to clean up the mistakes, clean up the personal fouls, uh, definitely clean those up. And, but 
I, I want to mention also a great performance from the defensive line yesterday. Seven sacks. Yeah. Seven sacks yesterday. We, we talk about that front four with Stubbs and, and, uh, and Burroughs and Perry and those boys. Man, and Akatose. Those guys uh, have been coming all season long, man. And, and, it's, been, and it's just been uh, phenomenal to watch them play. Yeah, John Perry credit with two and a half. Yeah. Vertez Shorter had two. Jalen Can- Jalen Cannon had two. Yep. Gandy had two. Gandy had two. Like I and but you know, I remember we was talking to Coach Miller uh before the season started and we was like, man, he got depth on that defensive line. <laughs> yeah, he's got his 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 two deep is great and they they come in. I mean yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. shuffle. They shuffle. shuffle up. Yeah. And, and they can play with each other. It doesn't matter what combination you put in. They play very well together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to see from them. But it, it's like my man Leon said, man, they've got to clean up those turnovers. Once we start talking about playing other teams from the NAIA, you know, you talking about playing teams like the Lindsey Wilsons, you know, and the Kaisers and all of those teams. You're talking about playing those teams? Dude, you, you got to be able to clean up those penalties. And then you're probably going to have to go back to running the football. Yeah. Because they have kind of went away from that with Billy Hall playing. Yeah, Navari Solomon, who's had 16 completions in the last two games, 16 completions, 375 yards, five touchdowns. And he probably and he, probably got the single-season record oh, for yeah. most yards. And he needs 106 season. to hit 1,000. Hit 1,000. I don't think nobody in this, in this kind no. of uh, offense. No, those are that. numbers we haven't seen since T.J. Bradley. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, we, I mean, again, they're going to play Kentucky Christian. They're going to get the week off yeah. before that first round. So, all That's those bumps and too. bruises are going to get healed. Yep. I mean, Solomon has not been 100% since week three. Yeah. And I wouldn't even – I mean, again, it's James Miller's team, not saying what I think he should do. But if I was in his situation, I, I would take it easy on Solomon. I would you – know, I would play him. Yeah, I would play him. I would make yeah. – I would get – I would – Get him the. I would get him the the yards he needs. Yeah. That 106 yards. I would get him that and then pull him. Yeah, pull him. Yeah. And I, I would. Ma- I would get the. I would get a quick lead, 28-7. Yep. I'd pull Billy Hall. I'd yep. let Hunter Arters play the entire second half. Yep. As so long you still as you have to see what he looks like. Yeah. As long as you get that. As long as you get that edge. When you get that edge, start pull. Start pulling people because you gotta because you gotta take advantage of the break. Yep. And uh, Baker, they were fifth, so they will drop, and Reinhardt will move up from eight to seven, which is great because they will avoid Lindsey Wilson's side of the bracket until the championship week at Durham, North Carolina. So that's a that's a good thing. So, all right, so let's get back to the NFL uh, again. John Morrow, Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown. We talked. We briefly touched on it with the Jordan Love situation. Aaron Rodgers uh, taking his medical advice from Dr. Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> says what started this is he said he was allergic to some of the uh, uh, ingredients in the in COVID vaccine. Yeah. But let's, 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 um, let's contrast this with one Carson Wentz. Mm. He also is not vaccinated. But and, Carson Wentz. And Kirk Cousins. Well, well, all right, but okay. But Carson Wentz, he gets his temperature taken every day before he goes into the facility. He wears a mask exclusively. Mm-hmm. When he's not around people, he wears a mask. When sure. he goes to the, when he's on the sidelines, he wears a mask. When he goes out in public with his team, he wears a mask. So he's doing it right. Aaron Rodgers is not. Yes. He went to a Halloween party without a mask. He's flouting 
conventions. He's flouting what his team is asking him to do. So at this point, you I hate to be so blunt, but play stupid games, win stupid prizes. But most importantly, John, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz did not lie to America. They didn't lie. Kirk, you asked Kirk Cousins, hey, I'm not vaccinated. Yes, Carson Wentz, I'm not vaccinated. You cross sports, Kyrie Irving, I'm not vaccinated. If you try to trade me, I'm retiring. Kirk Cousins, I mean, um, Aaron Rodgers looks everybody in the eyes. And says, I'm immunized. <laughs> Yes. Basically, like I like I joked, I joked with this earlier. It's a Clintonian answer. Technically yeah. true, doesn't pass the smell test. Yeah. So it never has. No. Now, if you're the NFL, you got to make an example of somebody. And of course, no one from the media did a follow up when he said that. Right. And that's and that's the media's bad for yeah. not doing that. Yeah. You got to make an example if you're NFL. Listen, and you got to let. Go, go ahead, Aaron. No, you got it. No, no, finish. Finish your statement. You got to let you, – you, you have to let the public know because when certain things happen in the NFL, like certain violations of law, the NFL has to step in, mm-hmm. and they will take – they will push the hard line against domestic violence, you know, against we have – And look, at the, Halen, the Henry Ruggs thing, is it going to be a prime example? We'll talk about that in a second. You know, so we have yeah. such a national world – I mean – we're a national, worldwide hot topic right now. And you have a very high-profile player, arguably one of the top ten faces of the league over the past decade. Aaron not, Rodgers, I, would say top, I would say top five, maybe even top three. There you go. And I can agree with that. For him to go off and brazenly put lives in danger, because he's giving interviews. Yeah, and remember, it's not him. It's... If he got the virus, he transmits it, and eventually he could transmit it to someone who's immunocompromised, and boom, you're talking ICU, you're talking intubation, you're talking death, and you're talking keeping a hospital bed away from someone who truly needs it, like someone has a stroke, heart attack, gunshot wound. Uh, they can't use that bed. they got to go somewhere else. Care is denied, and it's, you know, death that way. So many factors, so many variables, one common denominator. It's not, it's not about you. It's not. Yeah, no. and, and listen, we, we've all have been components of this. You've had, you've tested positive. You have too. I've tested positive. I tested positive last year. Yeah. You know, and listen, this, this is nothing to play with here. And I understand if everybody has values – against getting a vaccination okay mm-hmm. i get it that, if that's not what you want to do it's a rabbit hole. That, yeah right then that's fine but you are still responsible for the health of yourself and the people around you and 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 then that includes your and and the main people are your family mm-hmm. right your family your friends if you play sports teammates all of that, but then just the general public in itself, mm-hmm. wear a mask. Like we say this all the time, man. Yeah. Like, we even tried to even this us, yes. the three of us, have tried to even do our own PSA announcement by staying away from each other for a full year. And mm-hmm. we did it. And we did it. But yeah. the show, the show went on. The show went on exactly. And we proved that the show could go on. But we did that. We could have all gotten up, you know, and uh, just understood. bucked the system. Yeah. But no, no, we didn't. 
we made a we did a PSA, public service announcement that folks. And especially when you guys went down with it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I had a coworker who was in a coma for six months. Six months. Man. And when he got out of it, he had to relearn how to walk and talk. And nobody wants to go through that, man. No. You know, and and for My sisters had it, my nieces have had it. Right. Thank thank God my parents haven't had it. And the only reason why I say Aaron Rodgers will be suspended is because he he number one, he wasn't truthful. And number two, he was reckless. Yes. So now, you have to suspend him for that. Now, again, there are some people who are looking at this and says, I want to see five-year peer review studies before I will even think about taking the virus. Take, yes. I'm sorry, taking the vaccine. Taking the vaccine. You know, okay, fine. That's you, that's, you want to do that? Fine. Wear a mask. Now, it is getting better. I mean, it is. I, I think, I think the, sp- the South's infection and hospitalization rates have gone down. They despite down their, bit, yeah. despite some, shall we say, not question, questionable decisions, um, going to hurt him, really kind of letting the virus go and do what it wants to do, and eventually it'll burn itself out, which is an, yeah. which is an effective, an effective tool as long as you don't care about how many di- how many people die. Yep. Um, so that, and there are some people who think that the next step, who see in this a metaphor for the loss of individual rights and the belief that next is going they're going to come for the guns. Right. And then they're going to come for the Bibles. And, you know, I'm not, I, I went into this rabbit hole with Leon on the trip back from, um, from Alaska yesterday. And I'm surprised he's still talking to me after that. Um, boy, did I go off on some weird, on some weird, weird yeah, we, yeah, we were discussing everything from the 12 disciples to <laughs> 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 we had a whole religious discussion. Yeah, I mean, John, what John went, went off and did a KRS one forty five minute freestyle. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I, I I went to sleep, woke up. I'm like I'm 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 sleep listening, mm-hmm. and I wake up comprehending. <laughs> and John is still going. I'm hearing I'm I'm hearing everything he's saying. This man has an awesome way of looking at things, from biblical to sociological to. <laughs> He does. <laughs> we were going. It was interesting. It was a very interesting um, discussion to to politics, and, and we and we braided it into politics. Yes. Yeah. And he said an uh, interesting. Uh, I don't know. You know, it it looks like it may go this way. But he made an interesting observation. We're going for a dictatorship either in either direction. He's going to be left wing dictatorship or right wing dictatorship. You know, possibly. You know, because the way that a certain political party has conducted themselves over the past year and a half or so. And I don't want to get too far into politics. I want to offend our inner reviewers. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is um, we are. This is a sports show, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we are human beings, and we yeah. do exist in the world. But the way things are going, you know, yeah, the you got a certain direction of politics are threatening people, you know. And then if they lose, which they just might, because they've made some very questionable decisions, they're going to be so in everybody's bad side for years to come. I mean, no, no one's going to forget this. Mm-hmm on how a certain president of ours has handled this situation, that it may very well con- it just doom the left yeah. for a very long time. We, I mean, I remember in the 80s, I mean, after with the 70s, the right dominated for about three terms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 80, 84, 80, 84 and 88. Yeah. All right. It was the age of the right. They had a whole dynasty. I think we're we're going to see that again, and they just may bring back our favorite president from that lost last term. They're gonna bring him back. 
Well, again, we're we're not going to go too far. We're not too far into that, but nope, you know, nope. this is this is this is something. That, this is a fraction of what John was discussing. <laughs> like, I just, that's just a small fraction of what we were discussing yesterday on 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 the way to the game, from the game, and the way in and from the game. No, it was, it was I, no, no, we were no, discussing to the, things to, to the game as yeah, well. Yeah, well, too. to the game, I had on. I I was listening to Sirius XM radio, and you were and you were listening to Buffalo Springfield. There was some Fleetwood Mac going on, and some uh, Billy <laughs> Joel. What sparked it was the Buffalo Springfield song. Because, hey, there, yeah. what's that sound? Everybody knows it's going down. That just sparked that, that sparked it all because, like, yo, there's yeah. a lot of things going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure I wasn't sure Leon would like that channel. I kind of had it on very low. What I was, I was like, hold on, hold on. Listen. I was like, turn that up. <laughs> <laughs> it was right after the hall. See, the, the, the bridge is, is interesting because you get, you get Buffalo Springfield, and that song came on right behind. The song right before that was right. a little ditty from Hall & Oates. So you got Hall and Oates and Buffalo Springfield. Springfield. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay, whatever you want to do that. But we are getting too far afield here. Yeah. So let's get back. College football. Oh, my gosh, college football. Again, Georgia wins big uh, and everything else. And um, let's see, the Washington State coach is gone. Yeah. Uh, it looks as if um, realignment is finally settling. Mm. Sunbelt picks up. A lot of people, the, the Conference USA is making a last gasp uh, by basically parody, by basically um, paraphrasing Nathan Hale, give me liberty mm-hmm. or give me death, um, that they're getting New, Me- New Mexico State. Yeah. They're trying their darndest after being picked over by vultures. I mean, the Sun Belt grabs James, the Sun Belt grabs Marshall. They, they're going to get James Madison. The James Madison is going to go up to FCS from yeah. FBS. And that, I think... James Madison was really good at the at the FCS level. I don't know how they're gonna, how that's going to translate to FBS. I don't either. Uh, that's that's going to be kind of weird, and, and really because of recruiting. Now you have to change the way you recruit. Yes, you know, and you have to get people to buy in. You have to get these players to buy into this to to you being in this conference now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my whole thing. Getting Southern Miss was a great was get, a great. That jump. was an excellent jump. That was an excellent one. Uh, one thing I, I do want to talk about uh, the college football playoff. They they it did come out. The first mm-hmm. rankings came out. I didn't like it. Just going to be honest with you. Didn't like it. Um, Wait, Cincinnati being too low at six? Um, I I would have Cincinnati at four. Okay. That's just me. Um, I didn't like where they placed Alabama. I didn't think at that time mm-hmm. Alabama was the second best team. I thought Michigan State was. Of course, Michigan State's when they get ready to drop out, though. Yes. Purdue beat them. Yes. And so Purdue is like, are like the haters in the club, man. Purdue, <laughs> Purdue is one of those teams, but, boy, they come up for the big games, but they sleepwalk through the small ones. And Ohio State better watch out next week. Yes. Because they got Ohio State next week. Yes. Uh, who, barely made, who barely made it out of Nebraska, by the way. Who barely made it out of Nebraska. Alabama barely made it out of LSU. Yep. Uh the the only team that looked like they they belonged where they belonged was Georgia. Yes, and we've been saying it all year. Yes, long. they're the best team in the country, and it ain't even close. Right. All right. It it should be a one, and then you space the 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 bracket out. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia should be all four slots. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I don't know how they're going to rank them this week. Uh, Ohio State, Oregon, Oregon got the job done. They barely got the job done because they started out sluggish. Uh, didn't too much care for Oregon's ranking, to be honest with you. Although they had the best win of the season they, uh, against Ohio State, In but Ohio the State. second best win, you can argue, was 
Cincinnati going in to South Bend and beating Notre Dame by double digits. You can argue that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying, you know, we talked about it. Matt Mahoney, yeah. uh, executive producer for Pace Academy, he talked about it too. He said, you know what? They're actually in a good place. Yeah. They're in a good place because everybody at the, at the top, they're going to start to trickle down, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to start to fall apart. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, who's Cincinnati going to lose to? No one. Nobody. Then Nobody. and that's when you that's where you get into the whole strength of schedule. Yep. And that's and that's, and that's, that's the, the only, only thing that's going to hurt Cincinnati. I think they're going to sneak in as a four. I do too. And it's going to be very so hard to keep them out, especially if these teams, other teams, keep losing. Right. And if Alabama loses before they get to the SEC championship, they're all but done. Yeah. If they lose so, the iron, and I think the Iron Bowl is probably their last big game. Their last big game, and and you look at Auburn too. Auburn failed. Yeah, they um, failed. Yep. You know, Texas they failed bad. Yeah, Texas yeah. A&M beat them. And, uh, and Alabama's looking very, very human as of late. They didn't. They didn't score a touchdown. Neither team really scored in the fourth quarter. But yeah. most notably, Alabama didn't really look that good. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a very. It's either Alabama didn't look that good, or Georgia is just that far ahead of everybody. I, I think it's. That. I think it's that. Is that what no you just question. said? No question. Georgia is that far ahead. They are that good. And as I said before, it's going to make the Georgia fan base truly insufferable. Truly yeah. insufferable. Because now the fan base is expecting, hey, this deal needs to be closed. And mm-hmm. It should have been closed 10 years ago. This has been 10 years. But Georgia has suffered the same. You know, because they've always been here. Georgia has. I don't, I don't remember a time when Georgia has ever been outside the top 10. Not mm-hmm. within the last 10 years. Not within the last 10 years. Yep. But they've always been there, but they can never – Quite, quite get there. Yep. They've been there, but they couldn't quite get, the, you know. They couldn't quite close the deal like they did a couple years ago when they played, Al- when they played Alabama. Here. Right. So this is the best year. I remember one time, this is back in 2009, Georgia actually led the, the nation in arrest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, is a, it's the a campus police working for, work for Florida or somebody? You know, you, <laughs> 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 you, <laughs> you wonder sometimes. Because if, <laughs> if that was the case, because <laughs> – Together as a whole, as a unit, that's the only time Miami, Florida State, and Florida came together is when they <laughs> all got locked up. Oh man, yeah, why, why exactly. are you locking up your own players? But um, this year is just a magical year, and I believe that this—if it doesn't happen this year, it's not going to happen anytime mm-hmm. soon. No. Well, Georgia is re- Georgia is basically collecting five-star quarterbacks like their gumball prizes. Yeah, um, and we're going to see, and that's that's going to get into our final topic. Uh, Daniel and I, we do the games for Pace Academy. Pace has made the postseason in two A, but they are a four seed, and boy, they got to be really kind of kicking themselves because here they are: two, Columbia, Saint uh, Columbia, Lovett, Pace. All with six and two region records, but it's Love It that will, that will get the two seed, even though Pace beat them in the regular season. They get a home game with the uh, Union County, and Pace they have to go in a return matchup of their first game in August 28th back up to Tiger, Georgia, to play Rabin County Wildcats and their five-star Georgia recruit Gunner Stockton, who has broken. Trevor Lawrence's Georgia record for most touchdowns and most passing yards in a career. This season, he's thrown for 44 touchdowns and one 
interception. Over 3,300 yards. His leading receiver, Jaden Gibson, almost 1,500 yards to the air. They are the number one ranked team in 2A. So Daniel and I, we're going to knock off Tiger, Georgia, and in terms of places that we've called a game from. Yep. <laughs> we're going to go to Raven County up there. And I hate to say it, Daniel, but our stay in the GHSA football playoffs is going to be a short one. Yeah, a, a very short one because Gunnar Stockton, you look at those numbers, man. That's just those are just tremendous numbers. I know my homework this week is to look at film. <laughs> this is like this is like when we went up to go see Deshaun Watson. Go look at film on Watson. So yes. I'm gonna look at film on this kid, Gunnar Stockton, but man, the, the numbers are incredible. And you know what's crazy? Uh, We've been. I've been calling Pace Academy. This is my fourth game that I've called. That I you haven't calling. called a loss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. Pace Academy is three and zero when I call the games, right? So they've won fact. their last five. They've won their last five. They've won five in a row. It, here's the thing, it, which I went back and I did the numbers. We was talking about point differential, which is what broke the three way tie. Mm-hmm. If they would have broken it down all the way, they would. Actually, Pace would be a three. Okay. And Columbia would be a four on point differential alone because yep. their point differential is better than Columbia's when you compare it on all three scale, uh, comparing it to yeah. all three teams. Unfortunately, they just did it between head to head. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the, the three head to head. They had to just solve the three. And then once they solved that third one, whoever got the point differential, fine. Okay, you got it. Now let's break it down head to head. Right. And that's where. Of course, that's where we lost that, and that's why we're for it. That's why I get to see Gunnar Stockton. <laughs> why you get to Raven, yeah, go to see Raven to County. To Raven <laughs> County. I've <laughs> rode past there numerous times to go to North Carolina. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, yeah, we can hit the casino on the way back. On the way yeah, back. On the way back <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, yeah. we got to go further up. Yeah, we got to go a little bit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun to see. Uh, Pace has got to run the football. They got to keep, keep Gunnar Stockton on the – on, on the, the sideline, yeah, and that's yeah. pretty much the way. That's pretty much the scouting report. Yeah. Nobody's ever done it. Well, I right. think one team has done it. They have one loss this season, uh, and that was early in the campaign. Early in the campaign, but yeah, well, yeah. once they hit their five-team region, they were just going crazy. And it's uh, again, Gunnar Stockton originally committed to South Carolina, but I don't think anyone was surprised when he decommitted and yeah. then recommitted to Georgia. I think we all saw this coming. Yeah, we saw it coming. I mean. He wanted to stay home in Georgia, mm-hmm. and and that's okay, you know. And once again, Georgia's figured it out now. Don't let these Georgia guys get out no, of here, man. No, let no identify that number one recruit mm-hmm. and get him into uh, red and, and black. Get him to get him to Athens. Exactly, they Quickly. did it with Vandergriff. Although Vandergriff, they had a huge edge because Prince yeah. Avenue Christian is literally five miles away from Athens. Yeah, right. I mean, so, so that's so he yeah he's down the street. Raven is maybe an hour away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's just it's just not accessible by any by anywhere. We're gonna have to take US twenty from twenty three from Gainesville. Uh, so again, you can watch that game on the NFHS Network next Friday at seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. We'll be on the air, Daniel and I from Rabin County. We hope the press box is enclosed, uh, <laughs> and that the heater is working. Yes. <laughs> and next week we'll be talking about that game. We'll also be talking about Reinhardt's season finale game with Kentucky Christian. Not that they're there. Not that we'll be there. There is a six-hour drive. We're not doing it. Nope, not going. Not going. <laughs> we're going to stay. We're gonna, we might try this, but we'll try it next season yes. once we get pre- really prepared. 
once we get really prepared with both the schedules, we'll say, okay, this is how we're going to do it. This is yeah. how we're going to do it. And hopefully we'll get lucky and Reinhardt will have a home game the first weekend of the Georgia State playoffs. Um, so for Leon and Daniel, I want to thank you so much for watching and listening to this podcast. The episode will drop on Tuesday, the replay, uh, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I appreciate all your support. Thank you so much. This is John Morgan for Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown. Appreciate it. Last week, I do a podcast. We'll see you next week.